The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, July 30th edition. Hope everybody had a great Thursday. The MLB trade deadline is up and going crazy. It expires at 4 p.m. Eastern on Friday, so it should be a wild one. Some of the content I talk about today might not even matter. So it's been, I've been going through this. It's like been tough to motivate myself knowing that a lot of this is going to go out the window and the chat rooms are going to be very important on Friday, you can find myself on Twitter at BDNTrick. The chat room I'm always in is the Fantasy DJ and Slack chat. I jump into the Rotoballer one from time to time, but there's a lot going on in there, so I prefer my chat over there at the Fantasy uh, Sports DJs. Also, uh, if you can give a rate and review to the podcast, MLB DFS Quick Hits, I truly, truly appreciate that. Um, if you like season-long fantasy baseball, Bench Flip Bubba podcast drops twice a week for you on Tuesdays, Bubba and the Bat Flip. Usually Thursdays, but I move Thursday's podcast to Friday after the deadline. This week will be with Scott Pianowski of Fantasy of Yahoo Fantasy to recap all the trade deadline good stuff and things. And also, if you like playing DFS, you like prop bets, check out Prize Picks. It's an awesome way that they combine the two. You pick up to two to five different prop bets. You can do them in different sports, the same sport, whichever you prefer. Really, really cool stuff over there. When you create your account, use promo code Bubba, and it'll get you a uh, first-time deposit bonus up to $100. So go use pro- Prize Picks. Use promo code Bubba. Kyle, thanks for joining me, man. Really, really appreciate it. Hope we have a good Friday for you guys. 15 games slate on Friday. And like I said, it's an ugly one for 15 games. The pitching's not that great. Um, there's some bats to like, but it's not like the craziest thing. It's going to be really chalky. It's just a weird slate, and a lot's going to change with all these trades going down. So, like, you're going to have to see what lineups come out. Some guys I don't like at all right now could definitely be in play. Like John Lester, I despise. If the Cubs throw out the lineup, I think they might throw out. Lester might actually be in play. Like, if that's the way this day is going to go. Uh, Jose Barrios is on the slate. He should be tra- traded. So what scrub? They throw Randy Dobnak out there. That's going to change things. Uh, John Gray should get traded for Colorado. What scrub do they throw out there against the Padres so that every Padre is like 30% owned? It's going to be a really, really wild. So like for 15 games, usually there's like a good chunk of pitching and a good chunk of hitting. You're like, sweet, we can do this. A little different tonight. A little different on Friday. So let's get out of here. Let's talk. Like, I don't even have half the totals yet. Half of them aren't even out because it's just a, a smorgasbord of fun. But let's check out the pitching on this slate. Lance Lynn's 10-3 at home against the Cleveland Indians. The Cleveland Indians team that traded away Cesar Hernandez on Thursday to the Chicago White Sox. He'll be playing second base behind Lance Lynn. Lynn's great. Lynn's it's that floor guy. He brings, you know, 
18, 20 plus point upside time and time again, ERA below two on the season, six plus innings and in four straight starts, one run or less in four straight starts, six or more Ks in three or four. This brings such stability to the rotation that makes him a great cash game play, makes him one of those you can just kind of plug in and hope you get the ceiling at worst. He's not going to usually like 90% of the time isn't going to screw you over and it gives you something to definitely look forward to. So um, Lynn is a guy I, I definitely like tonight. He's facing a Cleveland Indians team that over the last 30 days, Striking out 27% of the time versus right-handed hit, uh, pitchers, hitting 226 with an 81 WRC+. plus. So definitely Lance Lynn at 10-3. Checks the boxes tonight as a top, top pitcher on the slate. Corbin Burns at 10-2 is outstanding. He is going to Atlanta. Atlanta is a, a very good team. That's, that's offense is very hit and miss. You know, 23% K rate, 256 average, 102 WRC plus over the last month. Burns has been outstanding. Eventually, one of these days, they're going to limit his innings. They won't let us know right away. So keep it. Maybe we hear something about that. If not, you have to assume he's good to go. And if he's good to go, he's a great play at 10 2. Um, it just realize there's some risk there because we really didn't know about Freddie Peralta two starts ago. And then bam, he goes four innings and out. So keep an eye on out Corbin Burns. It's going to happen here sooner than later. He's 10 2. He's in play. I'll take the Lance Lynn at 10 3. Burns has a higher ceiling than Lance Lynn. Lynn has a better floor and a much better matchup and much more stability. So I'll take Lance Lynn over Corbin Burns these days. Uh, Chris Bassett at 96 is an intriguing. Um, tournament play versus Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Bassett's been very, very um, good this season, but, you know, last start was not great. Previous two starts were outstanding against Cleveland and Texas. The Angels are getting shut down by Frankie Montas, seven strong for Montas on Thursday night. You got uh, Bassett, who's made two really good starts versus the Angels this year, and it's an Angels team striking out almost 22% of the time after they put Thursday stats in there. Should be over 22% of the time versus right-handed pitching this season. So you can go to Bassett in tournaments if you want. I'd still prefer Corbin Burns if you can get all the way up there. Let me not mean Lance Lynn if you can get all the way up there. Another good tournament play is Kevin Gossman, 9400 bucks at home against the Houston Astros. Gossman has back-to-back really, really rough starts. Really rough starts. Like I don't know if I'll have any Gossman tonight, but we know the ceiling with Kevin Gossman. We're talking 25, 30-plus points. He's going up against the Astros, a very, very good offense. No DH, which is always good. That could take Jordan Alvarez out of the lineup. That is tremendous when you really break that down. That's nothing to, to, to laugh about. Um, over the last month, 23% carry versus righty. He's hitting 229 with a 102 WRC+. plus. Like, legit, that's an average offense with a low at batting average. Like, they run into a few balls. But they strike out a decent amount of time. 102 WRC+. Plus, they're two percentage points above average. Yet, Kevin Gossman, last two starts have been bad. If he can f- funnel that Kevin Gossman, that first half Kevin Gossman, he is a phenomenal GPP play. Just know there's risk involved, but... Literally, you can get a probably sub five, probably five, seven percent owned Kevin Gossman tonight. And if he goes off for 25, 30 plus points, you're sitting pretty. Just the risk is definitely there. Uh, same goes for Framber Valdez, 9,100 bucks at the San Francisco Giants. Another kind of risky play involved here. Um, Framber coming off 21, uh, 22 points against Texas because he's six shutout, no hit shutout innings, but he walks six. Uh, walks are his bugaboo, six, two, six, two, five. Walks have been a massive issue for Framber of late. Strikeouts four plus and five straight starts. He usually gets you five plus innings. It's the walks that's a tremendous issue. Strikeouts have not been there as, as frequently either, but walks can be very massive. It's a Giants team that does not strike out a lot. Seventeen percent K rate, two fifty nine average, one hundred WRC plus. So they're an average offense versus lefty over the last month, but not a lot of strikeouts. We want those strikeouts. So I'll probably be off Framber at ninety one. I'd rather gamble with like a Kevin Gossman at home in that scenario. But I wanted to mention Framber at 91 as an interesting play because we've seen his ceiling as well. Again, this is why the slate's so weird. Some guys usually just lock in. A lot of these kind of wishy-washy pitchers are coming in in bad form or they have good matchups or vice or whatever. It's not like the lock button. Like Lance Lynn's like the only like real 
lock button I want. And you know how that usually goes. That means he's going to like go three innings and just get shelled. So um, I'm going to lock him in, but just <laughs> that's just how baseball works. Going below 9K, though, uh, Patrick Sandoval has been absolutely outstanding. 8800 bucks at home. He's got 20-plus in two straight. He's got 17-plus in four straight. He's got 17-plus in uh, – he's got 15-plus in eight of his last nine. He's gone seven or more innings in three straight, two runs or less than two out of three, and seven or more Ks in three starts. He has five or more Ks in uh, ten straight starts. He's been absolutely outstanding for the Angels. He goes up against his A's team. He's got uh, starting Marte. He was batting second on Thursday night. So their right-handed power is getting larger and larger. So something to keep in mind. But um, over the last month, 20.4% K rate versus lefties, 244 average, 105 WRC+. plus. If the changeup is working for Sandoval, elite stuff. Elite stuff with Sandoval. But um, we will get to stacks when we get to pitching. I got you, Kyle. But um, just know the A's could go off at any moment. I still like Sandoval at 8,800 in your tournaments, but it's a definitely only tournament play. Do not use him in cash. Jamison Tyon, 8,700 bucks, going up against the Miami Marlins. Tyon's been very solid his last four starts. Six uh, six or more innings in three of his last four. Two runs or less in all four starts. Um, and he's got four or more Ks in three of the last four. Been very, very good. He's only going up two home runs in his last four starts, which is big for Jamison Tyon. He's going up against the Miami Marlins team that is just depleted offensively right now. Striking out 23.4% of the time versus righties, the 250 average against. I think Tyon at 87 is very, very much in play in this matchup. Jose Barrios at 81 against St. Louis. I love him. That is a great price point. He probably won't play. I think he's a phenomenal play. If for some reason Barrios does not get traded, $8,100 against St. Louis, you, you just lock and load that play. St. Louis does not strike out a ton. They're up to 22.6% carry versus righties, which is great. But I love Barrios in that matchup at $8,100. Um, and then you got Tariq Skubal at 75, the big strikeout upside against Baltimore, which is when we can always target Baltimore striking out 22.3% of the time versus lefties. Hitting 235 with a 93 WRC plus. So I like Scooble at 75. And then Logan Gilbert at 72 is just an elite play. Total mispricing here. Gilbert's been outstanding of late. Just great, great stuff for Logan Gilbert. And he goes up against Texas, who we can just pick, pick on all the time. 24% K rate, 188 average, 63 WRC plus versus righties over the last month. So I absolutely love Logan Gilbert at 7,200 bucks. Probably the top play per dollar at pitching on, on this slate. And then lastly, Tukey Toussaint, 6,900 bucks, been outstanding his first two starts. Gets a Milwaukee unit swinging really, really good bats. Tukey will be very popular. Don't mind him in a tournament. I kind of will talk about Milwaukee stacks. I think they're a great contrarian stack tonight. So you can go Tukey if you want, but uh, I'll just go to Logan Gilbert for 300 more. So Lance Lynn, 10 3, uh, phenomenal play. You can go Corbin Burns, just beware. Eventually, that little four inning game's coming, but Burns is in a great spot. Bassett, Gossman, Valdez. All great tournament plays. I go Gossman, Bassett, and Valdez in that order. Still prefer Lance Lynn out of anybody 9K and above. Going below 9K, Jamison Tyon at 87, Patrick Sandoval at 88. Both great plays. I'd probably go Tyon over Sandoval, but both phenomenal looks there. Um, love Barrios at 8,100 bucks. Probably doesn't play. Scooble at 75 is in play in tournaments. And then love Logan Gilbert as well. So, like the combination of Lance Lynn and Logan Gilbert is kind of the things I'm looking at right now. All right, um, let's check out the hitters on this 15-game slate. Catcher's position, again, there'll be tons of guys. We'll miss some of them. Eric Koss is up to 5K. If you're stacking Detroit, sure. Otherwise, 5K is getting ridiculous now for Eric Koss. Like, he's a good ball player, but 5K is just banana lands. Like, Salvi Perez, I'd rather play at 4600 bucks. The discount went deep again on Thursday. I'd rather take the savings there with Salvi. Um, going even cheaper, though, there's, like, Mike Zunino, he's at three or four career home runs against Martin Perez. He's 4200 bucks. That's a very, very good look there for some savings. Uh, going below 4K now, like John, uh, Jacob Stallings at 37 versus Vinny V. 
Uh, Dalton Varsho at 37 versus Tony Gonsolin is actually some nice value if you're looking for some catchers. I'm going down even cheaper at the catcher's position. Jan Gomes had a pinch hit home run on Thursday if he's not traded with all the other nationals that are all traded. He's 33 versus Trevor Williams. That's not a bad value, but you'd have to imagine that Jan Gomes is probably getting traded since they traded for Kyber Ruiz and was it Rayleigh or another Riley from Toronto? So two prospect catchers they, had, they traded for. So Jan Gomes doesn't really need it anymore. So he's probably going to get bounced as well. Uh, Zach Collins for the White Sox at 3K is a nice one versus Mejia. You can definitely take advantage of CJ Mejia. So Collins at 3K is a good value. And then below 3K, if you're not using Scooble, Severino at 28 versus a lefty. We do like those kind of setups. Um, Cal Raleigh at 26 versus Kobe Allard is a very, very good matchup as well as a nice savings in that matchup. And then other than that, you got to see lineups. There might be a few other guys like uh, that pop out, but nothing really below Raleigh at this point in time. First base position for you, you know, Shohei is always in play, but Vladito at 6K versus Lynch. First game back in Toronto, folks. That place is going to be electric. I think it's like 15,000, maybe 20. I think it's like 15,000, though. It's going to sound like 60 to 70,000. That place is going to go bonkers uh, on Friday night. So Vladito at 6K, he hit his 33rd home of the year on Monday night. Like that one a lot. But if you don't want to pay that much, and I totally get it, we can drop down below the 5K range and take some savings here. Joey Votto. He's just a home run machine. And he's only 4700 bucks for Lester. I mean, first Carrasco. I love seeing Cookie back on the bump, but uh, really good spot here for Joey Votto at 4700 bucks. So you can keep riding that train as much as you want. DK has Anthony Rizzo versus John Lester. Of course, that doesn't exist because Anthony Rizzo got traded to the Yankees. So wait and see if that happens. Maybe he tr- he dresses up for the Yankees and plays against Fleming. We don't know. But right now, this is why you got to be very careful. Like this whole thing's a disaster because the trade deadline. So Joey Votto at 47, we like that. Josh Bell at 46 versus Williams. Not a bad play as well. Uh, the Cronome, Jake Cronenworth, the 44, first base, second base eligible. San Diego should be a very solid play against John Gray or without John Gray. I'm imagining Gray gets traded as well. So Cronenworth and the Potters will be very popular, and he kind of gets overlooked after like Machado's Datistas of the world. So Cronenworth, the 44, does bring some nice savings to that lineup. Uh, Ty France swinging it very well. So if you're, if you're stacking Seattle, he's 4,200. He's first base, second base as well. So I'm going to keep an eye on if you're fading Ross Stripling, Carlos Santana's only 41. That's not a bad look. Miguel Sano at 4K versus LeBlanc as well is a good look. So those two are in play for you. Uh, going below 4K now, um, not much yet. Jesus Aguilar at 35. He's swinging a really good bat if you want to fade. Uh, Jamison Tyon, usually you want lefties versus Tyon, but Aguilar is swinging it well. G- uh, Gavin Sheets is first base outfit eligible for the White Sox. He's only 33. That's a phenomenal price tag. You got Miguel Cabrera at 33, two home runs on Thursday night. He's a great price tag as well. So Sheets and Cabrera give you some nice savings at the position. Um, going down even farther, though, below 3K. Rowdy Telez is only 2,600. If you don't believe in Tukey, Tukey's been great, but he's also had walk issues in his career. And if the walks pop up, it'll be a short night. Telez is crushing everything when deep again on Thursday night. He is loving life right now, playing pretty much every day against left uh, right-handed pitching for the Brew Crew. So Telez at 26, very, very solid value for you as well. Second base position on this slate, um, Eduardo Escobar, should make his Milwaukee debut. He's 5,500, though. It's a little steep in the action there. I'd rather save some cash like Jonathan India's 51. That's if you're stacking Cincinnati. Only I'm not paying 51 for a Jonathan India one-off, but in a stack, he makes sense. Um, you can go cheaper, though. Jeff McNeil's 47. Sonny Gray's had back-to-back just ridiculously bad outings. So Jeff McNeil at 47. The Mets are kind of intriguing. Whit Merrifield at 46 is in play. Kiki Hernandez versus the lefty Fleming at 45. So you can save a few dollars if you don't want to pay all the way up. Or you go down cheaper, you got uh, – Cronenworth again at 44, like that price tag. 
Um, Jorge Polanco is only 42 switch hitting versus LeBlanc. Mentioned Ty France at 42 is a nice value. And then Colton Wong at 41. Milwaukee is swinging really, really hot bats right now. Really hot. So I think they are a great contrarian place. I think Tuki Toussaint is going to be very popular on this slate. He's earned it. He's pitched two phenomenal outings in his two starts in AAA before he got called up. So that's four straight great outings. Really, really good stuff. He's still young. He's going to have those hiccups from time to time. If he has it that uh, on Friday night against a, a, a Milwaukee that's swinging a hot bat, at virtually no ownership, it's a good place to be on a 15-game slate. So keep that in mind. Going down for even cheaper options at second base, uh, Ian Happ should start playing every day. Not ready to play him yet, but he had a pinch hit home run on Thursday. Someone to keep in mind. Wilmer Flores, second base, third base eligible against Valdez at 35. If you're looking for a little bit of savings there, Adam Frazier for San Diego is only 33 versus John Gray, whoever they throw out there. Great value in San Diego with Adam Frazier. Uh, Donovan Solano is 32. If you are using some Giants bats, he's in play at 32. Other than that, go you go below 3K, and it's like, do you want to use Garrett Hampson versus Weathers? Probably not. You can, but probably not. Rodolfo Castro, if you're stacking Pittsburgh versus Vinny V, Castro second base, third base eligible. He's 2400 bucks. He's got all the home run power in the world. So that's a good GPP punt type situation right there. Third base for you on this slate, you got J-Ram at 57. is always worth something, even when he's facing guys like Lance Lynn. Chris Bryant doesn't get traded. He's 53 versus Lester, and that is an outstanding play. Chris Bryant probably gets traded, but somehow I think it's absolutely outstanding. Um, you can go cheaper, though, with the likes of um, Manny Machado at 45. That's too cheap, way too cheap against John Gray or whatever slub uh, the Rockies throw out there. 45 is way too cheap for Manny Machado. Don't mind Yohan Moncada at 45 if you're stacking Chicago. But in the same price point, I want Machado all day long, even over Chapman at 45. Just give me Manny Machado. That's what we want. Kyle Seager's 44 versus Allard. Not a bad price point. Seager's been swinging it very, very well. Same with the Heimer Candelario at 43. Patrick Wisdom should be playing every day now for Chicago. He does hit lefties very well. He's third base outfield eligible. He's only 42 versus Leicester. That's not a bad Chicago Cub value at 4,200 bucks. Don't mind that one at all with Mr. Patrick Wisdom. Alec Baum, I believe he went deep in the doubleheader. Yeah, he went deep in game two of that doubleheader. He went three for four, two runs and a home run. In game two, it's been a quiet go for Alec Baum, but he has 41 if you stack up against Will Crow. I'd rather have Do- Josh Donaldson at 41 versus LeBlanc. I'd rather have that going for you, but uh, they're both interesting plays at that price point. As farther down the list we go, maybe a Johnny VR, Wilmer Flores at 35 if you need some real savings, but not running to play those two. I would rather play Abraham Toro at 31. That's the downside. Seager and Toro are both only third base eligible for Seattle. So I'll take Toro at 31, who's swinging it ridiculously good since he's like kind of I think it's four straight games of the home runs two straight with Seattle so for, uh, 31 for Toro is in play under Dozier's only 29 so some third base savings can be had if you're not using uh, if you're fading tie on Brett Anderson's 26 so there's uh, a couple of uh, Rodolfo Castro's 24 as we mentioned so there's four guys right there at 3100 and below if you want to get real freaky at third base not saying you have to but you can shortstop position you can always go for Nano Tatis Jr. if you need to 64 whatever Javi Baez versus Lester at 59 is okay. I'd rather go like probably Ty, um, uh, Tim Anderson at 57 or Bo Bichette at 55. I'd probably go Bichette at 55 as my high-paying shortstop. That's where I, I'd be going for sure. But if you want to save some cash, you can drop on down. Trevor Story's 46. Um, that's intriguing, actually. It's not too shabby. Um, but then other like Glaber Torres is 4K. His price tag is slowly going up, which stinks. But it's still 4K is not too bad for Glaber just yet. But, man, there's not a ton of value like there usually is. Like, Johnny VR is 35. I guess that checks a box if you need to. Ronald Torres is up to 3K. It's still cheap. But 
he was better when he was 2,500. Uh, Luis Guillerme of New York, if he cracks the lineup, he's 24 versus Sonny Gray. That's a good value. I could see that being something to uh, get excited about. But overall, there's going to be some value that pops up in lineups with all these trades. So just keep an eye on all that kind of stuff. Outfield position, you can, like again, you can go show Hawaii anytime. But Juan Soto at 61, maybe he's just pissed off because the Nats traded everybody. Let's just hope that's the case because his lineup around him is getting worse and worse. He's 6,100. Still a great play versus Trevor Williams, but uh, it's getting tough for our buddy there, Mr. Soto. Going down cheaper, like Mitch Haniger, 54, Chris Bryant at 53, okay. But I love T. Oscar and George Springer, 53 and 52, respectively. Two of my favorite Toronto Blue Jays plays. Like you can always go Vlad, you can always go with shit, but T. Oscar and Springer. They come in lower owned, and they're just very, very productive. So I like both of those. Hopefully, Joey Gallo makes his Yankees debut. He's 51 against Thompson. That's intriguing as well. I'd probably rather have the two twins, Springer and Hernandez, than Joey Gallo, but it's something worth mentioning. Uh, Gritchick's only 48 for Toronto as well. McCutcheon's only 47 versus Crow, going back to Pittsburgh. So that's a good spot there for Kutch, little Pittsburgh Pirates roots. So I don't mind that with uh, McCutcheon. Rosarena, Judge, okay. But I'd rather go Brett, uh, Brian Reynolds at 45 against Vinny V. That's got some nice upside for you. Mentioned Kiki Hernandez really at 45. Jesse Winker's only 44. He's crushing it right now. He's been a doubles machine, putting up double-digit points night after night after night. So look at Jesse Winker at 44. Akil Badu's up to 44. Still a great spot against Matt Harvey. So I don't care about that price tag. That still checks the boxes. Uh, going down to low fours, mentioned Patrick Wisdom at 42. Uh, Brad Miller probably gets a start for Philadelphia. He's 41 versus Crow if he need to. Trent Grisham's only 39 for the Padres. Another Padre value to keep, keep in mind if you're trying to stack up some Padres on Friday night. Dalton Varsho's 37. If he's um, in your repertoire, some other cheap ones to go look at. Um, uh, Kyle Tucker is only 35 versus Gossman. I love Gossman, but it's still way too cheap for Kyle Tucker if you're fading Gossman. That's a great play. Dom Smith only 34 versus Sonny Gray is an outstanding play. Dom Smith swinging a really, really good. Um, Sonny Gray is struggling quite a bit. 3400 bucks for like the cleanup hitter for the Mets. That's a really good look there for Dom Smith. Uh, Paven Smith, 34 versus Gonsolin. Not a bad value as well. I mentioned Gavin Sheets at 33. He's someone you can you can put in your lineup. Hunter Renfro's 33 versus the lefty Fleming. That's got some appeal for you as well. Robbie Grossman, only 31, is an outstanding value in his matchup. Michael Brantley's 3K. I'd probably rather have Grossman at 31 versus Harvey, to be honest. Or go to Dylan Carlson at 29 and hope Barrios gets traded. That'd be outstanding because that he'd be leading off for some scrub from Minnesota, probably Randy Dobnak, the Uber driver. So Carlson at 29 is very, very solid. Don't mind Austin Slater versus a lefty, but I'd rather have Jorge Hilaire at 29 in your tournaments versus Ross Stripling and his power he brings to your lineup. A few other values, like Andrew Vaughn at 27 is always uh, in play for me just because he's so darn good down there. Uh, a few others, you know, they'll be mixed. Like Abraham Almonte, but you're not fading Burns. Uh, Tyrone Taylor, if you're stacking Milwaukee, could be in play. Harrison Bader could be in play at 25. I do like Gregory Polanco at 25 versus Vinny V. That's a nice value. Gregory Polanco at 2,500. A few others, maybe. No, no, I'm not going to say his name. Not going to say his name. Michael A. Taylor at 24 is a good value. He went deep again on Thursday, so he's someone to have circled for you. Ben Gamble's down here at 22. So you'll have a few guys down here to definitely pick and choose from, and there'll be more like Derek Hill and company once lineups get released. All right, recapping the pitching, Lance Lynn's my top play at 9K and above. You can use Burns. Just watch for the innings limits. Bassett, Gossman, Valdez, all in play in tournaments. Lance Lynn's the guy I want. He's in cash. He's in tournaments. Top play for me. Um, below 9K, you could go to Sandoval. I don't mind Tyon. Um, I love Burrios. I just don't think he starts. So I ranked that like Tyon, Sandoval. Burrios would be my number one, but I don't think he's there. And then um, below 8K in the 7K range, like Tariq Scoobal in tournaments versus Baltimore. 
love Logan Gilbert. Like Logan Gilbert with Lance Lynn would be like my top pairing on the slate. And you can go to Tuki Toussaint if you want. Recapping the stacks on this slate, uh, we'll start from the beginning here. Pittsburgh versus Vinny V is a nice value stack. I don't mind Philadelphia versus Crow either. Like the, the values, uh, you got Reynolds, you got um, Gamble, Polanco, uh, those kind of guys, Rodolfo Castro, Nagowski, different values for Pittsburgh. Philadelphia, though, you got Harper, you got McCutcheon, um, you got Hoskins who's swinging it well, stuff along those lines for Philadelphia. Uh, going farther, though, love Toronto versus Kansas City. They should be uber, uber chalk, but Tioscar and Springer is where I start, and then you got Bo, Vlad, get to go down the list, but Tioscar and Springer is where I start, start with Toronto. Like that one a lot. Minnesota starting to grow on me versus Sonny Gray, so keep that one in mind. Watch lineups there. Uh, Detroit versus Matt Harvey, big fan of that one. Um, with Badu and Grossman's great value in that matchup and many, many more. Um, Seattle versus Allard is interesting with Ty France, uh, Toro, and some. Not sure I'm full stacking that, but that's intriguing. White Sox versus Cleveland, like that with some value with Sheets and Vaughn, but then some expensive guys like Anderson and maybe Cesar Hernandez and some others mixing and matching there. A few others if you want. Um, actually, San Diego would probably be the last one going up against John Gray or most likely some scrub. Remember the values you have there with um, Frazier and Crone and uh, Colonel Worth and um, Trent Grisham to go with the big, big dogs as well. All right, we've got some questions from Kyle. He's building 10 lineups and wants to build it using two teams exclusively. Which two stacks do you build? Um, if you don't mind chalk, you build with Toronto and San Diego. That's who you build with. That's your top two stacks on the slate. They're going to be chalky, but that's who you build with. Um, Cincy has won so far. Love Cincy. Cincy's a great stack as well. Remember, India, Winker, Votto. But your top two stacks is San Diego and Toronto. Um, Gilbert and Toussaint seems like locks. Gilbert's a lock for me. Toussaint's going to be a lock for everybody else. I'll fade that and take my chances with Gilbert. think Toussaint's a great play, but I'll, I'll fade. And then he says, how is Gallon $9,500 versus the Dodgers? Because Gallon's an ace, and he pitched well in his return. DK makes a lot of bad pricing. It's the best I can say. He's not worth 95 versus the Dodgers, but that's what it is. Um, that's the situation there. Yeah, Kyle, Fre- Kyle Freeland's actually good. That's why he killed you. But um, I wouldn't stack, I wouldn't be as excited versus San Diego if John Gray's starting. I still like them. I'm excited with the idea of John Gray's not starting. Then we get a bullpen disaster from Colorado. That's why I opened up the show saying I almost don't want to record tonight's show because there's be so many trades and moving pieces in the slate. It's going to be a mess. So if you have questions, hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick or join the Fantasy DJ Slack chat. We'll chat it up in there, answer questions throughout the day, see lineups coming out, breaking news, all that kind of fun stuff. Also, if you can give a rate and review to the podcast, MLB DFS Quick Kits, I would truly appreciate it. Season-long players, go check out Bench with Bubba. Friday I'll be recording episode 390 with Scott P. Or Scott, <laughs> Scott Pianowski of Fa- uh, Yahoo Fantasy to recap the trade deadline. Also, if you could uh, give a rate review for that, I'd truly appreciate it. Go check out Price Picks, guys. If you play DFS and prop bets, go check out Price Picks. Create your account. Use promo code Bubba to get a first-time deposit bonus up to $100. But that'll do it, everybody. That will do it for us this week. Another week in the books will be in August next time we roll around. That means eight weeks left. That means like 40 videos left, give or take. So we are on, on the home stretch. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Good luck, everybody. I'll be back again on Monday. But for now, MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, July 30th edition of the books.